Good morning, Big Ten fans. Welcome back to another edition of the Big Ten Morning Minutes. I'm your host, Mike Chen. Give me a follow on Twitter at MikeFChen. Follow the show site over there as well at Big Ten MM. It is Friday, June 25th, 2021, and pretty quiet day yesterday in the Big Ten comparative to the rest of the week. Not a lot going on. Uh, There was more basketball news yesterday than there was football news, which, you know, in all honesty, that's usually means a very slow day, which it actually was. But let's get into what did happen on the football side of things in Northwestern. The Wildcats went out to Maryland, grabbed an athlete in Octavian Smith Jr. at 6'1", 170 pounds. Uh, Smith Jr. is a a solid player, most likely – I would say he's probably going to be a corner, but, uh, you know, guys like Smith Jr. have the versatility to flip-flop back and forth, uh, so he could be a wide receiver as well, maybe even grow into a running back, but at the moment, if I was to guess where Smith Jr. would line up first for the Wildcats, he's probably going to be a corner. I had a solid offer list, uh, which included Duke, Maryland, Pittsburgh, Syracuse, and Vanderbilt. Uh, he's 100% a qualifier. Uh, we always know that with every single Northwestern commit, they don't recruit you unless you're a qualifier. And I think that's something that goes unnoticed a lot of times. I think there's a, a ton of athletes out there who have the physical traits to be that high-level D1 type of athlete where they lack is in the mental area. And I'm not saying that Northwestern has an advantage in recruiting those type of players, but more often than not, they do because of how difficult it is for you to get admitted into the university. Northwestern is regarded as one of the highest academic universities in the country and when you add on the football side of things you're talking about players who have very bright futures regardless of whether it is on the field or off the field when a young man has offers from certain schools and those schools include obviously Northwestern, you have Duke, you have Vanderbilt, and there's a third, well, a fourth, I guess I should say, a fourth in Stanford. That player has the combination of athletics and academics, and it is a deadly combination. It really is. I love smart players because a smart player not only is going to use his athletic gifts in order to excel on the field, he's going to excel off the field, but he brings over some of that knowledge onto the field as well. I think the learning curve to learn you know, an offense, a defense, etc. is much shorter for those type of players. And when you look at what kind of player Octavian Smith could be, 
I think he could be a very good player for the Wildcats. I really do. And I think that their tides are turning. You know, when you look at what they just did last year, you know, they had Rashawn Slater and Greg Newsom get, get drafted into the NFL in the first round. And each of them only played three seasons. There's two more guys on the team that are most likely going to do the exact same thing. Offensive tackle Peter Skoronsky and cornerback Brandon Joseph. Joseph already getting love for being a preseason All-American as a sophomore. Sophomore. I believe he had seven picks this past season. In a shortened season. And there's something else that bears mentioning as well. In the COVID season that we had last year, there was one school in the Big Ten that didn't miss a game. And that was Northwestern. I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that Pat Fitzgerald runs a program of accountability. He runs a program that pretty much tells his players that they need to be upstanding. They need to be community leaders. They need to be different. And they were last year. Not only were they different, they almost won a Big Ten championship. They really gave Ohio State all they could in the Big Ten championship game. And if things were different... If the Big Ten didn't stretch their rules to allow the Buckeyes into the championship game, and they had a chance to face Iowa, I'm sorry, uh, Indiana, there's a good possibility that we could be talking about the 2020 Big Ten champions were the Northwestern Wildcats. I'm not saying the Big Ten stole a Big Ten championship away from them because. You have to go out there and earn it. And they had an opportunity to do that. You know, Indiana's got that gripe. But they definitely showed on a national stage that they can play. Two out of the past three years, Big Ten Championship game appearances, although they haven't broken through and won one yet, it's coming. This program is on the upward trend and it has to do with Pat Fitzgerald and it has to do with the kind of athletes slash students more 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 just students that he's going out there and recruiting there's a reason why NFL teams continue to flock towards trying to hire Fitzgerald There's a reason why Northwestern locked him up so that he won't go to the NFL. He's got that program exactly where they need to be. And it's something that, you know, if you would have told me 10 years ago, Northwestern's going to be in that top tier, that top four tier of schools in the Big Ten, I would have laughed at you and said, you're crazy. But here we are. 
Northwestern is firmly in that top tier. Firmly. There's a couple other schools that bounce in and out, in and out here and there. You know, I think Michigan a couple years ago was in it. And I think they've stepped back. Although, if you listen to the podcast the other day, I think that they are coming. I think they're just a few skill position players away from being considered in that top tier again. You know, Penn State had an off year, but I still think that they're, you know, looked at very highly in that top tier as well. You know, we don't have to say anything about Ohio State. Wisconsin also and you know also in that top tier. Indiana's knocking on the door. They're not there yet. They need more seasons like they had last year in order to be included in that. You need that consistency. You know, one offs don't do it for me. It means you had a good season, you had, you had the right mix, but you have to put it together again and again and again. I think Tom Allen's close to that. He's close. But Northwestern and Pat Fitzgerald, they're there. They're there. Yeah, they they had a bad season in 19. And everyone laughed at Pat Fitzgerald at the end of his press, you know, his end of season press conference when he said, we're not going to see Northwestern here again. We're going to the Big Ten Championship next year. And everyone kind of like said, wait, what? I'm pretty sure I did too. But now, if Fitzgerald's going to boast about something like that, I'm not going to humiliate him. I'm going to say, yeah, that's that's a possibility. (laughs) Because he's got this program definitely looking up. I think there's one thing that he needs to do inside this program, which in all honesty, I think that a lot of big 10 teams need to do the ones that are on the cusp, you know, the Penn States, you know, the Michigan, the Wisconsin, although I think Michigan and Wisconsin have their guy. It's that quarterback. Northwestern needs to develop a quarterback right now. They've done a good job of, using the transfer portal in order to find a quarterback. But they need to develop one. And yeah, you could, uh, you know, make an argument that they have in the past, but a consistent quarterback, you know. I think that there's guys that have done well, but I don't think that on on a consistent level that they've done it. So... I think Northwestern's close, very close. And I think that they're going to continue, you know, to get guys like Smith or Smith Jr. who are under the radar, who not a lot of teams are looking at, but are damn good football players. All right. Like I said, there wasn't a lot going on on the football side of things, and that was it from yesterday. That was it. However, we got news of the matchups of the Gavit games. And the Gavit games, uh, like the Big Ten ACC Challenge, pits the Big Ten against another conference, and that is the Big East. And these matchups are great in my mind. You've got Ohio State visiting Xavier, uh, Indiana hosting St. John's, Illinois going to Marquette, Seton Hall going to Ann Arbor to take on the Wolverines. Rutgers going to Chicago to take on DePaul. 
Creighton is visiting Lincoln and facing Nebraska. Michigan State against Butler in Indiana. That one I got circled because I'm very interested to see how these Spartans bounce back. Although they made the NTA tournament last year, a lot of turmoil going around in Tom Izzo's class. He had two of his top prospects in the 22 class decommit to five stars, most notably Imani Bates. Although Bates, in my estimation, probably won't step foot in a college campus. Uh, I think that he's probably going, you know, the, the semi-professional route before he's able to get drafted his season out of high school. But uh, either way, you know, it's when you looked at Michigan State's recruiting class eight months ago, nine months ago, Number one recruiting class in the country. And now, something's going on there. I don't know what, but it's up to Tom Izzo to see if he could turn that around. And I, If there's one coach in the Big Ten that I expect for that to happen, it would be him. Providence will be traveling to Madison to take on the Badgers, and that's the last matchup. Not all Big Ten teams are participating in this, but... Either way, it's going to be a fun set of games. A fun set of games. Uh, you got to credit John Rothstein there for breaking the news of all the matchups. He's a big-time college basketball insider. And for Purdue, even though they won't be participating in the GABA games, they got some really good news yesterday. And what was that news? That is Travion Williams. He has officially decided that he will be returning to West Lafayette. He is coming back. And this just makes that team oh so much stronger. They are going to be very, very good next year as Purdue. Very good. Zach Eddy, uh, Sasha Stefanovic. They, they, they've got so much talent. So much talent. Jaden Ivey. Uh, Travion Williams. That's that's your, you know, four of your starting five are, are guys that are big-time guys. Big-time guys. Purdue is going to be one of the best teams in the conference next year. Hands down. Hands down. Uh, I, I think that, you know, when, as, you know, when you give a quick early look at, at what, which teams are going to be good, I think that uh, you're probably looking at a Michigan. I think that they've shown that they can, you know, with the recruiting that they do, they had the best recruiting 21 class in the Big Ten, and I believe in the country. Yeah, you've got Purdue bringing back four of, you know, big-time starters. Uh, The Buckeyes, as long as they have some of their guys uh, come back and not actually leave to the NBA, they should be pretty damn good as well. Uh, Indiana, I think, got a lot of mojo going on there with Mike Woodson. Trace Jackson Davis opted not to leave and play for the former NBA coach. I think that's huge. 
there's a lot of good things going on inside the Big Ten for basketball. It should be an interesting season. But again, I, I think that you know, with Williams returning for the Boilermakers, I think that firmly puts them in that top group inside the Big Ten. And that will do it for me this morning on your Big Ten Morning Minutes. Once again, I appreciate the listen. Uh, go ahead and give me a follow on Twitter at MikeFGen. Follow the show site over there as well at Big Ten MM. Rate us, review, share us on all of your listening platforms. Have a great weekend, Big Ten fans. I will talk to you on Monday morning.